0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: The hot mess mum, the mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast, I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And we've got a hot mess mum's son, haven't we, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> we have. Or I believe the correct term is ma- Manny, isn't it?
0: That's what I, I changed it. I love it.
1: But you've been everything. A professional sports star, a TV host, a Manny to celebrity families in Hollywood. We're very excited. It's the amazing Naveed Mardi, who joins us all the way from LA today.
0: No, thank you all so much for having me.
1: We're working with Cooker over this whole series and showing you the difference a cook attack can make to your home life. A little later, we'll tell you all about how safe having a cooker tap is around little ones and how it helps around a busy family home. For more information, visit cooker.co.uk, spelt Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's tea time over here and it's morning time, breakfast time over there, yeah?
0: Literally. It is 9.30am. Especially in LA, things get a little slower to start, so... Over here, I barely even saw him. I live near the busiest street in Venice Beach and there's only runners out right now.
1: What, what are we allowed to say now? What, what aren't we allowed to say? But a nanny's a nanny, but you're a male nanny.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was going by nanny for so long and just saying that. And my buddies were always like, just say Manny. It's not a nanny, like, just be a man nanny. <laughs> And I was like, sure enough.
1: It's more of an American thing, isn't it, having male nannies, I think. It's like, you know, the sitcom Modern Family, they have one in there, and I don't hear so much about it in the UK.
0: It's still not even normal. I would say maybe I know one other guy personally who does it.
1: Listen, Naveed, what is normal? Yeah. You know, that's what I say. There are all no rules, so you, you're smashing it now,
0: yeah. It was weirder going from pro rugby to working with kids and calling yourself a manny. That's probably the weirdest transitional career thing I've done. And especially, you know, friends I went to college with are like, what is Navi doing? Everyone who I do say what I do, they they know it's so fitting. I'm so high energy. I don't stop moving and I am literally a big kid.
1: How did you get into it?
0: Uh, Pretty interesting, you know, rugby, I'm Iranian American. I played for the Iranian national team. So it doesn't pay off time. So when I wasn't playing, I was in Texas where I used to live and I was working at a day camp with kids because I've always loved working with kids. And then after I stopped playing rugby, I'd moved to LA and a friend had worked for an A-list celebrity. And I was going over sometimes and playing with the kids and they were like, you know, you're so good with kids. And I was like, I love working with kids. They're like, could you work for us and work with our son? And I was like, sure. I mean, you know, why not? And it kind of just word of mouth, one led to another. It's actually quite a small circle, the whole thing, actually like the group of people, you know, between Beverly Hills and Santa Monica and the Palisades. So it's kind of like become the go-to male nanny. I'd like to think sometimes I go for play dates when I take the kids for play dates, when I go wherever, you know, it's like, are you the dad? No, I'm the nanny. What? That's so crazy. Do you have any free days? Can you work with us? And, you know, I'm usually like, no, Do do you know anyone else? No, I'm so sorry.
1: It's so important, though, to have those male role models as well. I know that there was a thing over in the UK a while ago about how there wasn't enough male teachers in schools. And they were trying to sort of get to the bottom of it as to why and saying that the kids in the classroom need both. And I think that's the same with having a nanny or a manny, someone in your home to help with your, your life and your family. I think it's so important, isn't it? You've got a handyman and a nanny all in, like wrapped into one. What's not to like It's <laughs> win-win, not that we've been being sexist
0: (laughs) it does actually funny enough turn into that a lot of times like i am a manny but also it's sometimes family assistant where it's literally can you go fix that i like to say i know how to do what is it a little bit for a lot of things like i know how i know a little bit about a lot of things you need me to fix that i've maybe seen a video a long time ago how to do it and i can i don't know how but i can fix that So I am an all-in-one. I'm like a Swiss Army knife sometimes.
1: Jenny's going to (laughs) be hiring you and bringing you over. I'll get you all the way over here and you'll go, Jenny, your kids are old enough to look for themselves. And I'll be, yeah, but that needs putting up on the wall. (laughs) And the door's (laughs)
0: I'm in, I'm in.
1: (laughs) Um, But for you, uh, you know, when you said these A-list celebrities, can you tell us who they are or not? Is that a top secret? Yeah,
0: not really. Um, It's quite, and it's such a small group. Okay, yeah. Like it's just so crazy how close everyone is but so distant mm-hmm. from one another mm-hmm. and it is like yeah hey i heard the male nanny get to talk to you how many are there so it's like, <laughs> it's okay quickly can get traced back but yeah still and sometimes you sign ndas like this thick
1: gosh i bet you see all sorts wow yeah yeah oh absolutely but i would have thought hollywood is a hard nut to crack when it comes to looking after hollywood people's children it must be
0: you know it's quite interesting. It actually doesn't matter. You can sometimes come across families who are billionaires and they're the kindest people in the world. Then sometimes others who, you know, are in another city, not Beverly Hills, but are way more demanding and um, and you kind of like juggle it personality-wise. It's all personality-based. Um, but yeah, not a lot of the time it's based on, where you are, but when you find the right family, that is just, I like to say, I always say chill is so chill and cool. And then I don't want to leave and it it becomes, you become a part of the family. And so it becomes more than just like work. Cause it is interesting. I always say like my friends, I don't go into an office. My office is the family's homes. So it is, I feel like nice when I go in, it's cool. Like I sit on the couches, I eat dinner with them. So it's, Very interesting how it works. And yeah, so it it has to be a nice environment. Otherwise, you know, you hear a lot of the times from assistants, crazy stories.
1: Do you ever think, oh my God, or get a bit nervous, you know, if that person is very well known and you're going to meet them? Because you seem to me the kind of guy that was very grounded, so you probably wouldn't.
0: It's funny because it, like I said, it's a small world and I know a lot of assistants. I know a lot of nannies. It's kind of like when you are at that level, You kind of know who's worked for who and you can find out what it's been like.
1: (laughs) Were you sort of self-trained? Did you have to have like a, you know, a a nanny diploma or anything? Or is it all just from experience?
0: No, I think it's experience. It's I think the way I just do things kind of speaks for itself. I'm not doing this as a side gig. I genuinely love it. That's why I'm trying to expand it into more of a career. Like I would love to bring more Manny's into the world. Like just show that it is. So I play sports every day. I like, and I get to be a role model for kids. It's so fun. And especially in this environment where it's so different than other parts of the world, you know, where things, um, sometimes it isn't reality, you know, like, Oh, your parent is this person. I'm going to treat you a little different. A lot of the times I'm like, come over to my apartment. (laughs) It's not a 15 bedroom house, you know, just jump. This is normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it is very hard for kids, isn't it? You know, I think when you see the documentaries or the reality TV shows and they're growing up with cameras in their house and their mums and dads in a different realm to maybe the one, you know, their friends who they go to school with. Yeah, That is quite hard, I think. You know, I mean, Jenny was a a very famous TV presenter in this country, and we had her daughter on last week, and her daughter's now 21, her eldest, and she was saying, well, mum's just always mum, because Jenny's done such a good job at keeping them so grounded. Amazing. Um, And, like, what you're saying is you probably help with that as well, which is is great.
0: Yeah, I like to see that because I've seen different sides. I've worked with families, but it also depends on how the families are with you. Like a lot of the time, are they open to me teaching that, giving my input on that? Or do I just roll with how they do? Like, if I know not to mess with it, then I just carry on with how they're doing things. But if we're close enough and I can be like, Hey, like they just said this, like, you know, some kids could be like, that house is small. And I'm like, that house is $5 million. <laughs> you know, then can, hey, can I step in here? Or do you want me to just like, Oh yeah, it's small. <laughs> So it always just depends on, you know, how close you are with families, how much I can educate per se on just reality without stepping on toes.
1: You've got kind of, you, you've got to be emotionally intelligent. You've got to walk into the this family home and you've got to, you know, you've got to suss every single individual out almost instantly, Yeah, you know, if you want to stay employed, you know, and also you've got, there'll be a lot of things I'm sure that you feel quite strongly about, yeah. but you know, if the parents are thinking one thing and you're thinking another, you've got to find that middle ground.
0: It's so funny. Just last week, one of the mothers I work with go, you know, I was talking with my husband and we realized, you know what we're going to do before we do it. Yeah. Like, do you, how do you know that? And I was like, you're I'm supposed to, like if I know what days she probably wants to go pick up the kids, what days she doesn't. And I'll be like, am I getting the kids today? She's like, yeah, I, I don't feel like it at all. I'm like, I know. Cause you have meetings. I know you have meetings. I already saw your schedule. You know, it, it's uh, just understanding how they work or their schedule, just being ahead of it just to make life easier. Cause that's also part of your job. Um, yeah, that's probably not, not not the best way of saying it. Like, I don't feel like it. No, they're literally, if they're running around with 15 other things, then I know when to step in and stuff like that.
1: It's very exciting. And, I mean, you, you were saying about how, um, you know, you want things to expand. And, you know, in a way, I could see you being the man of many's, as it were. <laughs> like a reality TV show, but, like, filming you and what you do. That would be ama- amazingly interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know,
0: you had... One of the nanny role models, Joe Frost, on recently, which was so funny.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, she's a wonderful.
0: Yeah, um, so this could be the other side of that. Oh,
1: it could be. <laughs> With a guy, so well. yeah.
0: You know, I ride, I ride a Harley. I don't have a car. I have tattoos. I'm quite the opposite.
1: We need to hire him. Come on, between us, Jenny. Can we afford him? Can we bring him over? He can do your handyman work and he can have my kids. My kids are little. I would kill for A two-in-one,
0: I love it. I'm here for it. Oh, bless
1: you. So, so you, you know, in that expansion also, we've got the fact that you are an author and you've got, um, you've had a couple of books um. Maple the Syrup Sneezing Tree, which I love.
0: Thank you so much. An
1: alien pizza. Yeah,
0: alien pizza.
1: Was the writing before the manniness or? You
0: know, the writing, I grew up, my dad was a big, he's, I got everything that I do from him. So games, he's just very entertaining. And so I just picked that up naturally in storytelling. So actually the writing came after manning. A lot of the times, like I just tell stories off the cuff, like ridiculous stories. And then one time, one of the family members that I worked with was like, why don't you just write that as a book? And I was like, why don't I? And so Maple was a bedtime story. So a lot of the times the kids don't want me to leave until they get a bedtime story. And so every night I'm coming up with a new one and Maple was one of them. Alien Pizza is another one that I just turned into a physical book.
1: I think that's amazing. Do you know why? Because you know, I think certain things are a dying breed and that's gonna be one thing where you know, we get to, to read our children's stories because, you know, it's an iPad now, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I put my head around the door with a 13. I mean, not that 13 year olds expect a story, but normally they'd be reading a book, but they're not reading a book. They might pretend they're reading
0: a book, but they're not reading a book. Oh, 1 billion percent. I'm so good at that. <laughs> I You can be facing the iPad and I can be on this side of you. And I the way your eyes move, I know if it's an iPad, like you're reading or if it's a game mm. or like how fast your hand. I am so good at that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's all these little tricks that they're up to, but, you know, deep down, keeping those traditions with your books and reading to the kids is something that's so important, of course. Um, and also you mentioned in your dad as well, you know, that the culture, I think ours is similar in, in South Africa where my parents originated from. Dads were sort of big; sort they were the characters that told stories. I remember the same. My dad used to sit down and tell me the most outrageous, ridiculous, daft stories at, at bedtime, <laughs> you know. And it and, and it sort of passed on to me. And I try to do the same, but it doesn't work with a twenty-one-year-old. Let me tell you.
0: Sometimes it turns more into a lecture.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, no, like what you what's the, what you what's the meaning to this, Mum? What are you really trying to tell me <laughs> to stop drinking? Yeah, um, but you know, it, it's uh, it's again it's a tradition. And it's something that I think if we're not careful, we will lose. So, you know, thank goodness for our parents, thank goodness for your dad. And the fact that, you know, it did drop off on you and that you're continuing to do what I think is vital um, when it comes to parenting and, and looking after kids.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's so funny because I also just don't want kids of my own for so long, but... I enjoy. I enjoy doing this. Isn't
1: that so strange? Because I always think, God, if you want other people's, like you're looking after other people's kids, you know, multiple as well, and doing an amazing job, um, yeah. but then of course I, I think if that you was can me, give I, them back. yeah, I, you can give them back. You'd why go home and like have them for real? You know what I mean, that's it, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I I'm good. You know, I see what it takes in LA, especially. I'm like, I need a minute. I do this all day you know when I come home I like to go out still I like to go on a date night I like to go to a bar you know like I like to do my stuff you know so still a bit of time for me
1: you can't do that when you have them unless you have a great money you cannot do that when you have them it all kind of goes (laughs) out the window doesn't it I mean
0: exactly yeah
1: it's 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 tough. Exactly. So have you ever had sort of like any strange requests? you know, like, oh, you know, it's your first day and when you arrive, um, can you please wear a, a smoking jacket um, and a pipe and a cravat, please? I have
0: some. I'm trying to think about ones that I can speak about.
1: No. <laughs> Is there there's some of them quite outrageous?
0: I remember there was this one time period where I would get asked, go to San Diego, pick this up at 9 a.m. Be back in Sacramento above LA, like five hours north by 10 a.m. Be back in LA to pick up the kids 1 p.m. Go pick up this dress in East LA by 1.30 p.m. It's like sometimes you get asked to do 50 impossible oh. things within one hour. And then it's like, what do you mean you only are at San Diego now? It's like, what? <laughs> you know, I can't do it. And you also can't explain yourself. You can't be like, <laughs> you know, I can't do that. You have
1: to, in a way, word it to say, well, do you know, there was a lot of traffic. The weather wasn't great. I just couldn't get there. I'm so sorry. But
0: sometimes it's not good enough.
1: You're obviously very (laughs) adaptable though. And I think that's probably a really key trait for doing the career that you do is to be adaptable. Because like you say, you're with this family for four years now, which is lovely, but you bounce around as well. So do you get sad sometimes if you leave kids that you've spent a lot of time with and you feel like you've made real progress with and then it comes to an end and you're with somebody else? Yeah. Do you get emotional or are you very sort of like, okay?
0: No, I'm emotional for sure, because I become attached to those kids, especially, and you've been with them for a part of their life. Yeah. And the way I describe what I do is very much big brother. I'm very big brother. I'm not so much like disciplinary. I'm more like, yo, like if something happens, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to hang out with you then. That's kind of like usually my punishment style. Like, I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm going to go play basketball. You're not coming with me with kids, like I go through so many phases with them. And so when I have to leave them, it's like, I want to keep in touch. Um, but usually it is quite easy to stay in touch, but when they move on with their lives, just everything changes. So maybe if I, when I know where they live, like I can text one of the family members, Hey, I'm coming by. Would love to see everyone that can happen, but it's a small community. Like I said, so I see them at sports games. I see them at this school thing. I know which kid I say, I'm, the only 30 year old with no kids in LA who knows more about the education system in LA than anyone else. Like I know what schools kids go to. I know what curriculum this school teaches.
1: (laughs) In the big picture of of being a money, what's the most challenging thing for you out of everything?
0: I wouldn't say there's a challenge. I wouldn't say I'm very easygoing and I'm very, like you said, adaptable. Like I'm quick on my feet. So I'm very good at finding solutions and looking for that. Like, I don't think of things as challenges. I, you can always adapt. Like I always tell, you know, especially like my girlfriend, like I'm always like, there's always solutions. So with any challenge, there's a way to figure it out. And um, yeah, so I don't really think of anything as a challenge. Like if you're self-sufficient, you can figure out a way to do it or put up with something for a certain period of time or figure out how to change it, um, work with it.
1: So what happens when you've got a whole like, room full of kids? They're not yours. This is me when my kids have like Pollyanna's a friends around. They're hungry. I'm looking at them thinking, well, I don't
0: cook. <laughs> I'm not good at cooking.
1: She's interviewing you basically. You know that, don't you?
0: <laughs> you know my go-to is? I always say kids are so simple in that situation when it's like, oh, we don't have dinner at night. Like, what can we figure out? You know what the always go-to is, and it sounds so exciting? Breakfast for dinner. <laughs> you just do breakfast for dinner. I'm going to write that down. Done. Sausages. And then it's like breakfast for dinner. It sounds exciting. You flip-flop the day. That's always a win. Easy.
1: Jenny orders food from companies. She does it for Christmas Day as well, you know, so they deliver it all. She pops it in the freezer and then on Christmas Day, she just has to put it in the oven. Good move. She's got it nailed. She's got an amazing kitchen.
0: Work smarter, not harder.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's so true.
0: <laughs> that's one thing I'm not good at cooking. Like I can't make a whole, I, follow, I can follow a recipe, but I'm not good at cooking. Not good at handwriting, so I can't handwrite a note for you.
1: Well, that's two things you're not good at. Now, Jenny and I could sit here and tell you about 50 things that our other halves <laughs> aren't good at. So, so far, you're still winning, right, Jen? Oh, uh, yeah.
0: In life in general, I got more to add. Regarding manning, there's only one more thing and it's gift wrapping. Gift wrapping is, I can't do it.
1: Oh, that's a deal breaker. I'm I'm crap at gift wrapping. My husband's so good.
0: You know what my solution is for gift wrapping though? It's wrapping things. I'm very weird and I do whatever, but it's like foil. You wrap gifts in foil. You know why? Because it goes over the edges so easily. And it's so weird that the kids are going to get excited about it. So I can always get away with wrapping things in foil it's, then it's like, who did that? Oh, it's Navi did that.
1: Do you know what you need? I mean, I know you've written these two amazing books, but I think you need to do like um, a Manny's Guide. You know, like a, a tip and advice book for parents, because you know, breakfast for dinner, wrap the things in tin foil. I think that could be a, a really, really good. You know, and you'll have a different take on it because you're you're a man. Yeah. So you won't overthink it like a woman does. <laughs> <laughs> We're working with Cooker throughout this series. Cooker taps are brilliant, Uh, a great addition to any family home. Um, I've got one and it's the best thing I ever did. Now, their Flex, Fusion and Nordic taps look great in any kitchen. Um, They're energy and water efficient and are safe to use with little ones running around all the time. Their sophisticated safety system dispenses boiling water from a safe handle which will never automatically turn on. The boiling water cooker tap in your kitchen uses a press-turn movement, meaning that the risk of being accidentally turned on by curious children is extremely slim. To learn more about cooker, visit their website cooker.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-K-E-R.
0: It's been very helpful in the dating world. Yeah, (laughs) I literally I go to parks with kids. I are you the dad? No, I'm the nanny. What? Especially the children's books. I remember when I was starting the first children's book and I was dating around, I remember, like, I would say, you know, oh, children's book author. It was like, I bet you tell every girl this. And I was like, no.
1: Dating is not like it is in the UK. So in the UK, if you say I'm dating someone, that basically means you're exclusive. You're not seeing anyone else. It's just that person. But in America, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nafid, but dating is like, you could be dating multiple people. It it doesn't mean the same as here, does it? Yeah,
0: sometimes, but also like maybe some first dates by that, you know, by what I mean. First dates.
1: Initials.
0: (laughs) Initials. Yeah, Yeah, that, that would be dating around. I wouldn't. For me, like, I wouldn't probably say I'm dating somebody unless I'm completely exclusive, like
1: Oh right. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're nice and loyal. Oh, that's good. I'd like to think, yeah. yeah. I bet there's lots of mums, though, at these soccer matches and everything that just love it when you turn up. (laughs) Because I I took my daughter to her karate lesson a few weeks ago and I'd not been. She goes with another family, so I'd not seen her do it. And I took them for once. And um, the whole room was, and I'm going to be sexist now, but it was full of middle-aged, balding, balding men. And I sat there thinking, this is just like, there's nothing to look at. Oh, my God, what am I going (laughs) to do? And then, I've just got to be careful, Chris can't hear me, the hottest dad walked in ever. And the mums, the mums in the row in the seat were like this. (laughs) And then literally everyone just lit up. Very sad. So I'm sure that all the other mums are very grateful when you you turn up.
0: I don't I don't hear much. I don't hear much from some of those sides, you know. But uh he
1: knows. Sometimes <laughs> it's nice to
0: hear things.
1: <laughs> and he's got his rucksack. It's not full of the kids' snacks. It's full of all his books. Yeah, I have my book. I've signed yeah. it. I've signed it as well. Yeah, you can have it, <laughs> have it For me, go on, darling. Oh, of course, God. you can. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think needs to be done to get more men into your profession? What it's in LA? What do you think needs to be done to sort of get that um, recruitment drive, if you like, more guys interested?
0: Um, I think that you can have a career out of it. And you're literally, a lot of guys like playing sports, like after work, they go play sports. But during the whole day, I think it's kind of like, that's what I tell my buddies who I'm like, I play soccer all day. I play basketball all day. It's my job to make sure they're safe, happy, and I get to play sports. If you want to do that, you can have families who like really love you and you can be a part of their family. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's very active. And I find that for me, it really helps. I can't sit down for a long period of time. I love running around. And so this is perfect. And I get to be a kid all day. I get to come up with these crazy stories yeah, it's just like if you're active, if you love being active, this is it.
1: And it's a different lifestyle, isn't it? Because so many people do the nine to five and they, they hate it. But I think if you love your job, then it's it's never like a job. You know, it doesn't feel like work, does it?
0: I agree. It completely is like that. I always tell the family I'm with now, like, how could I ever complain? Some days I play kickball for three hours while somebody's, you know, on their computer. What can I really complain about? Like, I get to go hiking, you know, with the kids. I always take them hiking or whatnot. It's like so much fun to me, just being active you know, being involved in their lives, trying to be the best role model.
1: I've got to say, I, I think there's probably many wives, many women whose homes you're going into, mothers who wish they could just ditch their husbands and keep them life. <laughs> but I'm sure there's like a, a list of them where they're like, oh my God. Has
0: it happened yet? Has it happened yet?
1: They're thinking it, they're just not saying it. <laughs> For you, is there like a favorite age group?
0: You know, it's, it's, uh, I would say like typically, I usually work, like four years to 12, Yeah. but I've found I'm, I really enjoy like five and up because the older you get, I can be more sarcastic. Yeah. I can push them around. And it's so funny because kids don't like to be like, Oh, this is how you do something. This, like they just like to be shoved around, like just like a friend. And that's the older they get the more they can be sarcastic back. And I like it when boys get older and you can just really kind of like have a brotherly vibe instead of more of a lesson like, Oh, you can't say that. Oh yeah. When they get a little bit older, I can actually give them advice. Like from me being an athlete, like one of the boys I'm with now is uh, nine and I, he's playing basketball and I used to play college basketball. So I can actually give him real advice, help him out every day. It's so funny from playing rugby, I, I'm very competitive. And when I was doing my whole thing, literally when I was on the pitch, I was ready to kill anyone. That's how my mentality was, I like to win. And so one of the boys, he, would, he was always fine with other people winning or beating him in the races at practices. And I told him one day, I was like, do you, if the NBA came to you and said, you know, we're gonna take him, another kid on the team over you, are you also going to be like, oh, that's okay. Just like you are with the races, you're okay with him always beating you. And he was like, no, I want to go to the NBA. I was like, then nobody's your friend when you're on the court or the pitch. I was like, you literally have to want to destroy everyone. You want to be the best player on the whole team. Don't be okay. You know. And I remember his mom picked him up from practice like a week or two after that. He's like, yeah, mom, I loved it. Like I beat everyone in the races. And then I remember his mom came in and she was like, that's why we have you. So you could, you know, you could talk to them that way. They're probably going to
1: listen to you. more they're going to listen to their parents half the time. No pressure, but that's a responsibility you have. Same
0: thing I had with my parents too. Yeah, It's absolutely. like the same thing, you know, you... I don't know why you do that but it is like that
1: I think you need that fighting mentality as well and that competitiveness I, I am a real believer in that I am um, over here in the schools now they do these things where they say no one's a winner Ugh. so on sports day uh. they don't give medals for first second and third anymore and um, it's all we don't say the word loser Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's absolutely ridiculous because what it's doing is babyfying kids and then they don't have that competitive edge but life is is competitive you don't have to be a horrible person yeah some people will come first and some people come last and I think it's a really important lesson to learn um but yeah the UK oh my god you know it's it's ridiculous I don't even bother going to my kids sports day
0: I think it's universal it's becoming a very universal thing that there are no losers and I also don't like it because I think you're setting kids up to not be fighters when they're getting older So that's why I was giving, uh, like any kids that I work with, like I'll pep talk them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before
0: every practice that they have. Yeah. Because I just want you to be a fighter, whether you're on the court, the pitch, whatever sport it is. Yes. Because as you grow up, I don't want you to be okay with not being the best. Because for me, what I found is always, you know, trying to be the best you can and always gets you further as opposed to being... Okay with how things are happening. Even manning, it's like the same thing. Like I like to, I want to be the manny. Like yeah. that, you know. It's like I find it. I'm going out of my way to be the best for families, for being the go to you know so same thing
1: I think what we see and in, 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 we see it in the UK I don't know about America is that the sort of 20 somethings and even to an extent the early 30 somethings um, are a sort of generation of self entitled um sort of kids because oh, yeah. I don't think they've been given that kind of you know they haven't fought really hard and worked really hard Um and, and it's, yeah. it's really quite sad actually to see you know both mm. Jenny and I work in the media industry and you see it a lot and you think well no you have to it really hard you've got to be better than the person sitting next to you you've got to yeah. work an extra hour you've got to do that for free to get there and it and in this country it's becoming a and I hope that that uh, skips a, my daughter's generation because I don't want her to be like that but I see it a lot and think oh, mm. it's because we've just put them in this sort of almost cotton wool you know
0: it's it's so funny that you even say working that stuff for free when I first came to LA and I was doing all my hosting A lot of it was for free Mm -hmm. and I was offering to do the things for free because I knew that I could create the connections from it that, you know, just like the networking and meeting new people would be for that. And and instead, I know like my girlfriend's in interior design and for her firm, they always are needing new people. And some people will come in that are, you know, in later twenties even, and they will be like immediately like, there for three days or sometimes they show up at 11 a.m and she's like what like oh and they, yeah. they're literally like oh yeah I just got here and she's like you know that's not it's midday it's right. scary
1: isn't it it is it really is I think that's just a numb generation they're numb yeah. and entitled and we got to uh Knock it out of them, basically. Not physically, <laughs> but I think we need to work on it. Good. But sports definitely helps, doesn't it? You know, like with you saying about your sports background and everything else, I think I'm a big believer in that. You know, I swam competitively when I was younger and I think that set me up to have a mentality for for sort of – and I, even now when I go to the gym, I always want to lift heavier the next time or, or you know, every single time. And I think it, sport has a massive influence on, on on that kind of vision with kids – Yeah, Um, I think it's really important, you know, so it's great. It's huge. My Pollyanna, she's 13. So she started playing football for the girls football team. She's 12. Mm. And it's completely changed her because she's had to be competitive and it, it brings out the competitiveness in you. And that drive in you, and then when you realise that, yeah, you're going to lose a match. Yeah, some some girls going to elbow you in the ribs and call you a name, and you're still going to get on with it. Of course, you get used to it, and then you get confident. And you know, I I've seen her develop into a much more confident, um, a much more savvy and streetwise human being.
0: And you have to make them stick to it, yeah. Because sometimes you know the kids are like, I don't like it, but it's like I know why you don't like it it's a lot at once for you but once you adapt to it like i said with this one boy i was just like no no no, you want to quit because other kids are being tough you got to be tough too then join them you know
1: you're a breath of fresh air we need you over here <laughs> don't we jen we need more more of this yes absolutely i think you you should you should come and uh spread your manliness
0: i'm very i'm very into that i i reached out yeah i'm trying to spread myself all over the world why not yes
1: yeah absolutely yeah. we're with you on that and thank you so much Naveed you've been just a glorious uh, guest for us really refreshing yeah thank
0: you all so much fun to chat with you all
1: thanks to cooker for sponsoring this episode their taps are great for keeping little ones safe and away from boiling water and are a fantastic addition to any family home so stay tuned. Towards the end of the series, we'll be giving away one of these amazing, time-saving taps to one very lucky mum. Oh, I'm jealous. For more information, visit cooker.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-K-E-R.